Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hey there, how's it going? Thanks so much for tuning in to the Cannabis 101 podcast. My name is Dean Millard and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. I'm just glad you've downloaded it. And one thing I will just say before we get started, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. That's our uh, slogan. And we're going to talk about how uh, cannabis uh, can affect your health today and how you can get your cannabis kind of tailor-made for you. Uh, Really excited about the conversation we're going to have in this episode, but uh, as we uh, always do, uh, we uh, kick things off in a fun way. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. So this is what's your groove. I want to know what you are grooving with as far as cannabis while listening to this episode. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter at the Cannabis 101. You can get me on Instagram at the Cannabis 101 Podcast and on Facebook at Cannabis 101 Podcast. Tell me what you're going with while you're listening to this, uh, whether you're smoking, eating, uh, consuming oil, uh, whatever it might be. I'm going with a uh, with a little Maui Wowie that a friend of mine gave me uh, when I was in Vancouver recently. So uh, let's get this party going. You know, it's so funny. Um, the more I do uh, this show and, and learn about things, I, I realize um, how many things that uh, movies and stuff were accurate about. I always uh, thought Maui Wowie uh, was uh, just uh, some made-up strain from a Cheech and Chong movie. Talk, talk it out, man. <laughs> Kind of grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? Yeah, what's in this shit, man? Mostly Maui Wowie, man. Yeah? But it's got some Labrador in it. What's Labrador? It's dog shit. What? Yeah, my dog ate my stash, man. So I had to follow him around with a little baggie for three days before I got it back. It really blew the dog's mind. That's such a funny scene from Up in Smoke. So I thought Maui Wowie is just uh, made up, and it uh, turns out it's uh, just a wonderful strain. So, the, you know, the, the more you uh, explore cannabis, uh, the more you can separate fact from fiction. Uh, you know, Chris Ianson, who will join us later on in the program, uh, we, we were talking about uh, San Rafael 71 and the 420 story, and you get the myths from uh, the facts, you separate them, and, you can really learn a lot about cannabis. And, and we want to educate you in an entertaining way. And we're going to do that today with Sam Gordashko, the business development manager with Lobo Genetics. This is, uh, this is kind of mind-blowing to me that uh, we can uh, take a uh, cotton swab or a swab of your cheek, and I've done that, and uh, I've submitted my results, and I can't wait to find out uh, you know, what cannabis has, uh, what effect cannabis has on me. Uh, when you know, find out about my metabolism, how that affects cannabis, 
Um, it's amazing. It's a great, enlightening conversation uh, that will uh, hopefully teach you and, and uh, interest you in learning more a little bit about uh, cannabis and you. Uh, and we're going to tell you how you can get 50% off a testing kit a little bit later on in the show. So stay tuned for that. This Week in Cannabis News with David Wiley of OkanaganZ.com slash OZ. There are cannabis stores for sale in BC. Uh, Afria educates, or Afria educates rather, pot uh, sales hitting a milestone and uh, the Ontario cannabis scene is so complex to me with uh, legal stores, illegal stores. Um, so we'll discuss all of that with uh, David Wiley. You can of course sign up uh, for their newsletter that comes out through email at okanaganz.com and you can head to okanaganz.com slash OZ for the latest stories in cannabis news. And of course, what's that strain with Chris Ionson? Tsunami from Hexocorp we are doing today. Uh, really delightful indica that uh, when we tried it, when we recorded that segment, gave me a really, really good sleep later on. Also, I want to know what's your strain? It's a new contest we are launching here on the Cannabis 101 podcast. We want you to submit what strain you would like us to review. So here's how it works. You email us at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. The email address, once again, is cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. So a couple of things. Email us, tell us what strain you would like Chris and I to review. If you are chosen, you are going to get a shopping spree, courtesy of the Cannabis 101 podcast, at Chris's Nova Cannabis Shop Off-White. Um, we're going to take care of uh, the bill for you, $100, a shopping spree at the uh, Off-White location, uh, courtesy of us here at the Cannabis 101 podcast. And Chris is going to be at your service uh, when you do go to your shopping spree. He's going to help you out with any questions, and we're going to throw in a testing kit from Lobo Genetics as well. Uh, Sam Gordasco courtesy, uh, uh, very generously uh, uh, donating a kit for us that we will include in this prize packet. So $100 shopping spree with Chris helping you out. We will review your strain that you have submitted and you can sit in on the show with us when we do it, if you like. So email us. Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what's your strain, what you want us to review. And if you're winner, if you're the winner, you'll get a $100 shopping spree, a Lobo Genetics testing kit, and Chris will be there to help you and serve you at the uh, off-white location. And you can also sit in on a What's That Strain episode. So very excited to uh, get that going. Uh, I hope to get uh, a bunch of emails from you, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, the strains that you are interested. So we have that going on. We, of course, we have the Cannabis Character Cup. Right now it's uh, Slater from Dazed and Confused, uh, Rory Cochran up against Saul Silver from Pineapple Express. Of course, that is James Franco. 
at last check, uh, just before I was uh, jumped on to record this, 55%, 45% in favor of Saul. This is really hard because Dazed and Confused, uh, other than Cheech and Chong, uh, is the best uh, cannabis movie out there. And Slater is hilarious in that movie. Uh, Saul Silver is great too, but I had to go with Slater in this one. Uh, sorry, Saul. I had to go with uh, Slater, but right now it's uh, Saul leading by about 10%. The next matchup is Pedro Dapakis, who is a number two seed versus Harold Lee uh, from Harold and uh, Kumar go to White Castle. If you want to get the uh, entire bracket and check out this entire tournament that we are now into the third round with, head to uh, www.cannabis101podcast.ca, click on contests, and there you go. You can find uh, the Cannabis Character Cup. Click on the bracket. You can even make your prediction of who you think will win. And you could win yourself a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. And we also have one of those for our 420 followers contest. So once we get to 420 followers, everybody that is following us at the Cannabis 101 on Twitter will be eligible for a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. The cannabis question that we are going with today is, are you scared to vape? Um, you shouldn't be scared to vape flour. Uh, that certainly... Uh, but are you scared to vape concentrates when they come out in season two with all of the uh, bad news stories coming out of the United States? Um, are you scared? Have you, are you a vapor and you've stopped? Uh, you know, listen, the, the vapes that are getting the bad press are black market vapes that the person selling it is cutting corners with by including these dangerous products. When season two comes aboard, you will be able to go and get a vape from a legal store knowing that there are not these dangerous chemicals uh, that are uh, coming from the black market in the United States and um, you know, obviously doing terrible things with people. That's my opinion of it. And, you know, and I know people that make their own. Um, and so they obviously know what they're putting in it uh, for the, for their own use. So I'm not scared because I trust the process of the production in Canada when it will be legal in probably December, but you might be, and you have every right to be, if you're, uh, following along in the news. Now I will just say, I do not think that those type of issues will be happening in Canada from vapes that are bought from legal stores. That's how, that's how I look at it. You can uh, hit me up on Twitter at the cannabis one one to chime in on this. And uh, you can let me know if you are scared to vape or not. Uh, okay. So what goes well with is anything that goes well with cannabis. And today I'm going with a massage. I got a massage the other day and uh, it was uh, later in the uh, day uh, to, uh, to the early evening, a little bit of indica before I went in. And man, I relaxed. So I fell asleep uh, numerous times. So uh, that's what I'm going with. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, 
I wouldn't take a, a really, really uh, uplifting sativa uh, because uh, you won't. I don't think you'd be able to shut your brain off. At least I wouldn't anyway. But uh, I went with uh, a really nice indica uh, that just relaxed me uh, so much and I enjoyed the massage uh, so much more. So uh, that's uh, what goes well with anything that pairs well with cannabis. And uh, you can let me know what you think uh, pairs well with uh, cannabis. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at the cannabis 101 or you can email us cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get into the main part of the show. Uh, in just a few seconds, we'll be speaking with Sam Godashko, the business development manager at Lobo Genetics. <music> sing a lot but he stopped when his dad yelled shut up hey there thanks for listening if you're looking for more great stuff for your ears check out podcast alley at www.deanmillard.ca where you can find more entertaining podcasts and contests now let's get back to the show his friend yelled hey Very pleased to welcome to the program the business development manager at uh, Lobo Genetics, uh, Sam Gordashko. Sam, thanks very much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, I'm glad I caught you. You're uh, originally uh, an Edmontonian girl, but you live out east now, so you've been, uh, I guess, touring Alberta, and, and touring, I think, would be the appropriate word. You, you've been out here. Uh, you're getting the best of our summer right now, so I hope you've enjoyed that, <laughs> but... Uh, What's Alberta been treating? How's Alberta been treating you lately? Uh, you know, as an expat, I'll call myself. Yeah. Uh, when I come back, I'm like, well, what's the drive like? And oh, it's boring. And I'm just so in awe of the colors and the sky. You don't know how beautiful it is until you don't get to see it on a daily basis. You know? Oh, good stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm a Manitoba guy originally, and uh, I don't think I could ever leave Alberta now because... It is so beautiful. All right, so let's talk about Lobo Genetics. Uh, I, tell us a little bit about Lobo Genetics. I, I'm, I thought I knew a lot of uh, about the cannabis industry, and every once in a while uh, something new comes up, which I love uh, because I love learning new things. So, uh, what is Lobo Genetics? Uh, I'm afraid this is kind of a loaded question, um, but basically what we're doing is looking at four of the genes that tell your body how to interact with THC and CBD. So for example, one gene makes, tells your body to make the enzyme that turns active THC to inactive THC or breaks it down or tells it to get out of the body. So that's your metabolism rate. Mm -hmm. Now it's a totally separate gene that makes a totally separate enzyme that will break down and eliminate CBD. So you could be a normal metabolizer of one and a slower or rapid metabolizer of the other. It's totally possible. In the same plant, uh, you know, th that, that's really interesting and probably um, I think a lot of people would be surprised about. Yeah, exactly. And for people who are maybe just starting their cannabis journey or who are especially sensitive to cannabis or are kind of stuck at where to go, this provides some pretty valuable insight to them. Mm -hmm. uh, we always talk about, uh, especially with uh, Chris Ionson, about, uh, you know, specific strains uh, that work for people and, uh, you know, don't rush in with this strain. And I think this is something uh, for somebody that's new to cannabis or for somebody that has experience would just like to know 
how their body reacts to it. Uh, so it's not just for beginners. It can uh, be for everybody, but especially for beginners, helps them feel a little bit more comfortable with that journey into what for a lot of people is an unknown. Exactly. So when you, when you look at the benefits of cannabis genetic testing, what are we talking about? How does this help us specifically? Well, a lot of people are worried about how they might feel or what their experience might be like. And so having some understanding about what your metabolism rate is and what the likelihood that your memory will be impaired or even if you're prone to anxiety or paranoia is very useful for a lot of people. How? I, I, I'm so curious about uh, the, the how and, and how, did, how did this become... Uh, a reality almost um, you know was this uh, is this spawned off of anything else how did the the, the company kind of come to be yeah so our founder uh, used to work for or still is in partnership with a company that makes biotech products for people and one of the things that they're very well known for is this device called the cube and the cube looks like an old school game cube it's <laughs> about four inches by four inches it fits in your hand and they've been using this technology for a decade in hospitals and doctor's offices to be able to tell you which version of a particular gene you have in under an hour. Wow. So this technology exists. It's been operating for a long time. And John has a friend who's a high-level executive at an LP and confided in John that he actually didn't use cannabis because he had a bad experience many years ago and greened out. And this spawned this question of, is there a genetic link to this? And so he went nerdy and looked into every bit of academic research he could find. And he found a large body of very established research linking these genetic variations to these variations in experiences that people were having. Real tests that have already been done and verified. And he already had the device to measure which version of the genes we have in under an hour. So he went on a mission and started this company as a way to deliver this information to people on a way that's easy to understand understand is entertaining and helpful to mm -hmm. you know consume cannabis in the safest way possible that's so amazing I, I'm I'm so glad he went as you put it nerded out and uh, you know dove into this because um, you you brought something up uh, you know a bad experience didn't want to use cannabis again that is so common for so many people that you know maybe tried it in like 1982 in high school didn't like it have never gone back since um, you know, but to equate it, uh, I'm sure a lot of people got uh, uh, sick the first time they tried alcohol, but they've went back to it. Uh, you know, you, you shouldn't just let one bad experience in a time that where we didn't know a whole lot prevent you from doing this. And, and this is kind of a way to say to those people, we can make your next experience better and, and almost pattern for you. That's exactly it. Um, the other part of receiving your test results is that you have access to these super personalized product suggestions based on what kind of effect you're desiring and what your genetic profile says. So if we found out you were a slower metabolizer of THC, for example, and you're looking for something that is going to help you sleep, um, we're gonna, our algorithm will give you oils and capsules that are gonna be lower in dosage and lower in potency because we know from the research that these slower metabolizers have two times or mm -hmm. three times the THC in their body as a normal metabolizer given that same low dose. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about metabolism for a second. Let's talk about how that plays into uh, the effects you get from cannabis, whether it's uh, through edible or smoking. Uh, how? What is metabolism's role? 
Yeah, so your genes tell your body to produce the enzyme that binds to THC. And when you smoke it, uh, it means that it's kind of going into the lungs and up in the brain and then down to the liver. And when that enzyme imprints to it, it's such a shape that it's no longer active. Mm -hmm. So we're not high anymore. Um, but when we consume an edible or a capsule or a consumable, and we're basically putting a high dose, like a water balloon, into this area mm -hmm. that's populated with all of these enzymes, they attach to them, and that shape goes up to your brain, and that shape, they say, is more intense, the effects last longer. Anyone who had an edible or a capsule could tell you it's a different feeling mm -hmm. than smoking a joint, for example, and that's because it creates this different metabolite. So then it hangs out in the brain for a little bit longer, goes back down to the liver, and turns it off into inactive THC. Interesting. Uh, me, personally, have never, I have never had a lot of success with edibles. Um, I just don't get the same effect from edibles that I get from uh, whether I'm smoking it or, or even vaping it. So uh, it, it's interesting how different people, and, and you know, Chris Sciencen and I talk about this a lot, about one strain might make you sleepy and it's an indica. Another, the same strain might make somebody else a little bit more active. Uh, we all have uh, that endocannabinoid system that reacts differently to different strains. This is a way to tell you what strains you were react, you know, good or bad to. I, I'm, I'm um, from what I'm understanding. Yeah, we're doing the best to use the research that we can find to help mm -hmm. make these links. But the one thing that we're hoping for is as more users populate the database, we can help each other out. Mm -hmm. So if my profile is very similar to another person's profile and I'm liking a lot of things for particular effects, um, we're, we can share that information with, the, with those people and, you know, kind of use it to help each other. The greatest thing about legalization, uh, even, you know, obviously the, the, the number one thing is that uh, we can grow and we can smoke uh, without uh, being arrested. Uh, the second thing, and I think might become the more important thing, is the amount of research that is being done on the cannabis plant. And, you know, my slogan is not just, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy, because I think the plant has so many benefits. Uh, this is this is right up that alley as far as exploring, you know, what the plant, how this plant can specifically help a person. And with more research, we're going to find out even more stuff, aren't we? We are. Um, a lot of people are specifically using CBD as a cure-all for just about anything that they can think of. Um, and that was part of the reason why we thought it was important to add a CBD metabolism test to our offering because a lot of people rely on taking CBD at a certain frequency or dose to maintain a particular effect that they're after. Mm -hmm. And so by knowing your metabolism rate to begin with, you can adjust your dosing um, as you might see fit. And this gives you a jumping off point. You can reduce some of that trial and error. So what is the big, what is the the biggest things we're learning um, about ourselves when we take this these these tests a little bit of insight as to how your body might react and also for people who have been using for a long time it it's an understanding of why your experience is the way it is based on science and genetics and biology. And for a lot of people, that's a very comforting thought. A lot of people experience anxiety or paranoia when they smoke weed and mm -hmm. they might feel ashamed of that stigma of having this mental effect from something that's supposed to be social and fun and exciting. And so to understand that you have that predisposition predisposition, you can go ahead and make some adjustments based on how you consume. So our algorithm might tell you that we're going to suggest to you stuff that's higher in CBD and lower in THC. And, you know, that's maybe a route that you want to explore. I, I think that's uh, so important. Um, you know, I personally, 
uh, was, uh, you know, for years uh, taking pharmaceuticals for my uh, for my mental health, and you know, have since, with the help of my doctor, uh, you know, totally weaned off that. Um, I, I use some natural methods, and I use, uh, you know, CDB, CBD. And I use certain strains of cannabis, um, you know, because, you know, there is the statement out there that cannabis will cause anxiety. And yes, that is true for certain strains, but there are a lot of strains that help with anxiety. So um, for people that don't know a lot about cannabis, they don't know what a strain is. They don't they just think it's just all one cannabis plant. They don't realize there's the uh, different specific strains that can, you know, do so many wonderful things. And, and that's where you know, based on testing, your your curated pro, uh, product recommendations really come in handy of people can actually tailor certain strains to their lifestyle. Exactly. And also feel a little bit more comfortable in the fact that if they are experiencing anxiety and paranoia from smoking cannabis, that it might just be because of the way that they have this genetic predisposition to behave when THC is in the brain. Okay, let's move on to uh, actually how it's done. I'm, I'm going to take the uh, the test, and we we certainly have an offer for our listeners that we're going to talk about in a second. But uh, I'm looking at three uh, swabs, uh, I guess that's what they're called, uh, in each package. Uh, tell me about how this is done. You got it. So you're going to order your kit. It's delivered to your door. It contains these three swabs in this package and instructions on how to register on our website. So we collect some very basic information. You don't have to worry about us giving it or selling it to anybody. That's not what we're after here. Um, once you've registered and entered your swab kit ID number, which is on the swabs there, it will link your results to the email address that you signed up with. And what you do is dry your mouth out a little bit. So for some of us, that means swallowing because the idea is to grab some cells off of the inside of your cheek. Okay. Um, so it's not a spit or a blood collection process. We literally go in, you can swab yourself, take the cap off, go in, swab a few cells off the inside of your cheek with a little bit of pressure, put the cap back on, and then repeat with the other swabs. Send it in to us, and usually in about a week, you'll have your results. Easy. Yeah, and, and also... Uh, we should uh, mention that when you do this, um, the the price includes uh, shipping, uh, return postage, uh, everything like that. It all comes uh, prepaid basically for people, right? You got it. And we also have access to the recommendation engine for the general public who can create account for free and check out the recommendation engine. It just won't be personalized, of course, until mm. you decide to take the test. Okay, so for uh, cannabis... 101 podcast listeners we have a promo code for you it is cannabis 101 so uh tell our listeners uh basically how that works they head to the website uh, lobogene.com and what happens adding any one of the products to the cart when you check out you enter the code it's going to subtract your total by half so the kits end up being about 35 or 30 dollars and some taxes depending on where you are in canada all right so 50 percent off just for using the promo code cannabis101 when you go to lobogene.com and order your kit. And we should mention kits are only available online. They are. Okay. What's the response been? Uh, this is obviously a fairly new company and we're in a fairly new industry. What's the, the response been to people finding out they can almost get their cannabis tailored to their needs? The response has been phenomenal. 
Um, we've already tested a few thousand people, mostly through Nova Cannabis stores in Alberta and some conferences uh, in the industry that we've attended. And the response has been overwhelmingly positive and encouraging. Um, we did a big Lifting Co. Expo in June, and on Industry Day, we thought that no one would be interested because mm. they all know. And we had a lineup, and the next day they were bringing their colleagues over to get tested so they could compare results. And based on the feedback from being in the stores here in Alberta and at those conferences, we discovered this hole in the industry where people really wanted product recommendations that would work for them. And so we decided to add those features and work on that tech. Awesome. Uh, the, the science uh, behind it uh, is so exciting. Um, you know, is that what kind of drew you to this? Uh, how did you get involved in, in this uh, industry, in the cannabis industry specifically, and specifically with uh, this company? Well, I studied psychology in school and kind of figured that I would never use those skill sets. I ended up as a salesperson, as mm -hmm. most psych grads do. And uh, I've worked in the beauty industry for a long time for brands. And most recently, I worked on a brand of CBD-infused hair care. And helping those products come to life really ignited this nerdy passion in me to learn about cannabis and what it will do for the body. And reading about the research brought back that love that I had in, in studying psych. And so... When I left that position, I was looking for something in the industry and Lobo came up. It was exciting. Hmm. Did you know much about cannabis before you got into this? Uh, regular cannabis user for yeah. a long time recreationally, yeah, for sure. And also CBD for the help of anxiety and things like right. that. I, I've always found it super beneficial and but I was very shocked at how little information there was about it, you know. And so to meet with people who were pushing the boundaries of what I knew and what everybody knew and with the mission of trying to make it safe and accessible for mm -hmm. everybody was really attractive. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. We've come so far from uh, buying it in a brown paper bag in a back alley to uh, being able to, uh, you know, walk into a store and legally purchase it. And, and like I said, the... The benefits are going to be uh, all the research. How do you think we're doing as a country uh, on legalization? I know there's a lot of eyes on Canada right now. Um, I, I think there's people that are upset it's not going fast enough, but I, I really think Canada is uh, being being a world leader on this, and they really want to get it right, and, and that might mean it develops a little bit slower than people want, but personally, I think that's how it has to be. What are your thoughts on legalization? I think um, Health Canada in particular is doing everything that they can to try to set the standard of doing things the right way, even when it upsets the mass public, uh, coming from someone who lives in Ontario mm -hmm. with the minimal number of recreational dispensaries we have and, you know, twice the population in our major centre in comparison to the over 200 here in Alberta. So I think we're doing the best we can um, with, you know, edibles coming out, I think the conversation about metabolism and the differences in how those edibles are hitting us are going to come up big. So mm -hmm. it's a perfect time for us to be, you know, trying to work into the market. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Season two is going to bring so many new people. Um, if if you never, uh, or if, you, if you never used cannabis before and you weren't a, a tobacco smoker, you might think lighting a joint is disgusting um, just, just because that's your opinion of it. If you know that you can eat something or drink something, it's, it's going to bring that consumer forward. And you know, that's where knowing what you should be getting into really comes in handy for the new, new person to cannabis. 
Yeah, what a lot of people don't realize with the edibles is if you're a slower metabolizer, given the same dose as a normal metabolizer, you will have two or three times the amount of THC rolling around in your body at any wow. time. And it can take much longer for it to die off. And you can feel the adverse effects much more uh, intensely than a normal metabolizer as well because you have more of it in your body. All right. All the more reason to uh, uh, look into uh, getting um, your your cannabis genetic testing. And you can get it at uh, lobogene.com. Use the promo code CANNABIS101 to get 50% off a kit, which includes uh, shipping and return postage with the envelope. Kits are only available online at lobogene.com. Use the promo code CANNABIS101 for 50% off. Sam, thanks so much for joining me on the Cannabis 101 podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Alberta and we'll be following along uh, online. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. Another edition of This Week in Cannabis News. And of course, we welcome in David Wiley from okanaganz.com slash OZ. You can Sign up for their email newsletter and uh, check out all the big cannabis stories uh, going on in uh, Canada. And David, uh, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, how is uh, how is the early fall in the Okanagan? I, I'd imagine there'd be some pretty colors in that area. Yeah, hello, sir. There are some pretty colors out here. That's usually the grapevines that start to uh, change colors, though the uh, the leaves on uh, my cannabis plants are starting to turn a little yellow as they're continuing to flower. So. That's uh, that's a nice sign of uh, of harvest time now, isn't it? It is indeed. Um, also, this is a nice sign of the times. Cannabis stores are now popping up on BC's uh, MLS websites and listings, and you know, retail cannabis stores are for sale now. This is this is a sign of this industry taking another step forward, isn't it? Isn't that cool? Seeing the cannabis uh, retail sector starting to enter into uh, to real estate, I, I think that's really neat, actually. We have uh, two legal cannabis stores that are now available for purchase uh, for the first time on BC's MLS listing. They're both in East Vancouver. Uh, one, is, uh, one is a massive shop. It's 4,000 square feet uh, at the corner of Hastings and Nanaimo. It's selling for $8.5 million. And uh, wow. the other one is on the East 16th Avenue at Main Street, uh, and it's a, it's a little cheaper. In fact, actually, the price has come down. If you got $1.95 million at your uh, back and call, then uh, you could pick up this one. Uh, is it, This is really fascinating. I'm curious to see what this is going to mean um, for showing how strong the cannabis retail sector is. I mean, if we start to see retail cannabis stores popping up on MLS all over the country, I'm going to start to wonder whether or not uh, they're, they're able to make a profit. And in, in this case, I mean, I'm not sure. I can only speculate as to why they're on the market. But when it comes down to it, a lot of the retailers that I've spoken to have talked about the, the huge prohibitive cost. And some of them, quite honestly, have, have told me that they never really counted the cost before because they didn't expect... Uh, BC particularly, they didn't expect for it to take months and months and months to open. And if you can imagine the costs that are associated with trying to keep a lease 
and uh, and just live when you're really trying to set up a new shop. So, you know, on the one hand, this is really fascinating. People who can get into the cannabis real estate, uh, sorry, the cannabis retail side by purchasing a store now. But on the other hand, it could show the uh, that, you know, it's not quite as profitable as some were hoping. Well, I think that's a really good point, David. I think that uh, at the outset of legalization, uh, people were, uh, A, investing in a lot of uh, different companies and stocks, uh, thinking that they were going to just shoot through the roof and looking at getting into the cannabis business as, uh, okay, I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to be Scrooge McDuck dialing into a, po- a, po- a pond of coins or something. And and really, I look at the cannabis industry as the long game. Like if you're getting into the cannabis industry, it's going to be the long, there's going to be a payoff at some point and the industry is going to get there. But getting in now, uh, you, got, you have to be prepared to be in for the long game if you want to make a profit it or uh, you know just grow the industry it's not happening like everybody thought in the first year it's not a golden goose as some people expected right off the bat absolutely that's you know that's a great point and vancouver business brokers they're the ones who uh, have these listings up and they've said that in british columbia the number of cannabis consumers expected to reach seven hundred twenty-five thousand by the end of the year making bc really the third largest cannabis market in the country so it is a slow burn, and as people move from the black market over into the legal market, there is a customer base there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. All right, let's move on to uh, another story, and uh, this is all about education, and uh, I, I think this is smart uh, when, when cannabis companies uh, get involved with education because there's a lot of people that don't know um, you know what cannabis is all about and, and what the effects can be like if you're not prepared. Particularly, uh, the, the AFRIA is looking in this story at kids and, and keeping, because uh, I do think we need to keep uh, cannabis and, and any kind of drug out of the hands of children. Uh, you know, I think cannabis, when you're you're fully developed, is in, is a in a plant that you should be using in your life, in my opinion, but not with mm-hmm. kids. And, and AFRIA is looking at uh, AFRIA educates. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. This is a, a progressive program, and, and I agree. Now, with us being in the cannabis industry, I think education should be part of our mandate. And uh, as far as uh, APA Educates goes, they're working alongside uh, the nonprofit group called Drug Free Kids Canada. And they'll be making uh, their first event is a two city tour. They'll be making stops in Toronto and Vancouver. Unfortunately, they're missing they're missing your hometown there, Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they were coming to Kelowna too. It'd be really really nice to see what they're doing and, and take part in this. And what they'll be doing is providing parents with what they're calling evidence informed information about the use and substance use. And the, the panels that they're ho- that they're holding are going to focus on the potential harms of cannabis for youth and to help educate parents on how to talk to their kids. Uh, I have some kids myself, and yeah, I've, I've made good use of Health Canada's guidelines. They do uh, have a package also, uh, a little bit of Googling, and you'll find it on how to talk to your kids about cannabis and what it is and uh, some messaging in there for them. As, as for these, they've got some expert panelists that are, that are going to be in these uh, APRIA Educates events. Uh, panelists include Susan Hutt from Drug Free Kids, and you've got uh, Nikita Stanley and Alex Jassim from The Rebel Mama. Uh, so, and uh, Michelle Latinsky, of course, from, from AFRIA. 
So it's a, it's a really interesting initiative. I'd like to see this across the board. In fact, the suggestion was out there that, uh, that some of the, the the top cannabis producers get together and actually fund a foundation or an organization uh, that actually has its entire mandate to educate uh, kids, but not only that, also to educate adults on cannabis. There is still a lot of misinformation out there, and I imagine there will be for a while until you know, people are people are out there educating and and letting people know that the good things about cannabis, and also, uh, you know, we, we want to make sure that kids aren't uh, aren't meddling. Yeah, and adults are using it safely, and that's the that's kind of the mandate of this show is to educate people in an entertaining way. I don't want it to be a classroom, but I want to let people know you know what the right thing is, or here's something you can learn about cannabis. And and I think you're right. If everybody got together. They all pooled their resources. They're going to pull the industry forward together. And, and I'm sure uh, these um, education nights and, and, and events in Toronto and Vancouver will ex- uh, expand to other cities. So I think you hit the nail on the head. If they started something, everybody together, that you know it makes cannabis less scary for some people, I think that mm-hmm. they would be better off in the long run. Yeah, less scary is such a good way to put it. You know, people like us, we're, we're, we're used to it. Cannabis is something that's near and dear to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those who are a little bit on the sidelines, quite honestly, don't really know anything about it. So it, it does become our responsibility and the responsibility of the industry to, to educate. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, it is our responsibility to make sure people are comfortable and it uh, it's not, uh, the, you know, the, the reefer madness mentality. Uh, that's out there. Uh, all right. Speaking of the industry as a whole, up 14% in July from the prior month, according to Stats Canada, and uh, they surpassed a pretty big milestone in, in the month, didn't they? $104 million for the first time. We've awesome. seen cannabis sales up over $100 million in a month. And that's, and that's a great sign. Again, we're talking about cannabis retail and uh, it's no secret that the more legal stores that you open, the more the sales increase. That's been a big problem in places like Ontario, where there's such a limiting cap on retail. Uh, in BC, there's been such a slow rollout. And hats off again and again to Alberta that just has, has really taken the bull by the horn, if I can use a <laughs> cattle image there and have opened up these stores in order to to serve customers with legal cannabis. And that's how we're going to crank up these legal sales because people are still buying it. It's just a question of where they're buying it. You look at how fast this has increased. Think back to October when sales across the country were at 53, just over $53 million. Mm -hmm. And slowly, steadily, we're rising. And it's still in the 50s for the next few months, November, December, January, February, still in the 50s. And then since March, it's just made this this stampede upward from uh, from 60 million in March and then straight up to July seeing $100 million. So it's really picking up speed and uh, retail stores, brick and mortar, that's making all the difference right now. Yeah, and there are, it's, it's like uh, a good version of whack-a-mole. Stores are popping up everywhere. I know my uh, guys that I know in the industry here are traveling so much because they're opening up these new stores around Alberta, and season two, uh, when it comes, is going to bring uh, a whole new rush of customers. So they they have to be ready. They cannot have another 
shortage of supply situation that we had early that, you know, it dented the movement a little bit because it, it, uh, it, it, I guess it aggravated people and, and rightfully so they would want to go get their cannabis. It's not available. And there was a shortage of supply and they said, well, this is legalization sucks now. And it got and angered people when, so they don't want to run into that situation. So how do you avoid mm-hmm. that? You have more stores, right? You have more, uh, pe- more availability. So people don't have to rely on the mail or driving three hours to get to a store. Yeah. And the familiarity too. You know, people like familiar places. So once you get into that cannabis store for the first time or you're going out and you're hitting up the different ones, you find the place that you like. Totally. Uh, okay, speaking of Ontario, there's, there's I, I find this um, legalization versus uh, black market uh, situation very interesting. Reading this mm-hmm. article, at least three illegal pot shops opened recently in uh, Toronto and one of them, um, I think it was called uh, Weedora, uh, was distributing free marijuana vouchers up to two hundred thousand um, dollars. Do you do you find this strange when you watch from afar what's going on in Ontario between the legal and black market? I I do. It's it's a strange dilemma. Uh, you know, on the one hand, you've got supply shortages uh, of some of the best and most in-demand products out there. And again, especially Ontario. Ontario really is a, a hotbed for this kind of stuff. And, and you know, you, you've got companies that are coming in to try and fill that demand. That's Toronto Mayor John Tory, his quote in this was, I just don't, for the life of me, understand why people deliberately flout the law <laughs> as opposed to working to change the law. Well, you know, I think that any reasonable person will understand why people deliberately flout the law <laughs> is activism right. and it's a way that people are, are trying to, to make change and giving away vouchers for up to $200,000 in free weed. Like that's, that's a pretty clear case of, of grabbing headlines and, uh, and that little bit of civil disobedience and trying to make change. Um, you, when it comes down to it, the, the, the fate of the legal industry does in, a little bit depend on what happens with the black market. And recently, WeedMD CEO Keith Merker did a Q&A with, uh, with Reddit's WeedStock community. Check it out. It's a really cool community if you haven't been on there. And uh, so he came in and answered a bunch of questions, actually, and, and very openly. One of the questions that he was asked was, what's the most important change that governments need to make to help foster a better cannabis economy? And his answer was that they need to deconstruct the illegal market. And that requires a multifaceted approach, he said. That includes offering appropriate opportunities and incentives for black market operators to transition, which hasn't happened, ensuring that there's appropriate access for legal cannabis, which, again, is slow rollout of retail, hasn't really happened, ensuring that the legal market can compete on pricing. It's much more expensive to buy from a legal source than from an illegal source in most cases when it comes to that good quality stuff. And the big one for me right now, particularly in BC, is allowing for appropriate communication and education to be provided by the legal market. And that's something that BC itself has completely quashed. So it boggles my mind. You know, the fact that we're, that, that the legal market is, is punching up against the black market makes perfect sense to me because we're in an ecosystem right now where it feels like the government on the provincial and federal level and the municipal level in a lot of cases 
has done nothing but throw sand in the legal market's eyes. So how on earth do you, do you fight against that when the people who are supposed to be helping you out, who are supposed to be creating policies that allow this new legal market to thrive for the exact purpose of deconstructing that illegal market, how, how do you contend against that? Uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't understand the the best way to get rid of the illegal market, extend an olive branch and, and talk and have a conversation. How do we bring you to this side of, of the industry? Mm-hmm. So hopefully that happens. The one thing I found interesting about this article, um, this story is that Chris James is the, uh, uh, the one of the owners, and uh, he, he thinks the big thing should be delivery. Now, in Manitoba, you can get it delivered, uh, I, I've been told. So it's not that you can't. I guess he's talking about the provincial government. But he says, his quote, a dispensary is not the preferred model for the actual customer. The actual preferred model is a delivery service. People would rather have it delivered in 30 minutes or less like pizza. I, I, that's probably true for some people. But for the new customer to cannabis, David, Getting it delivered doesn't give them any kind of education. You know, when you go into a dispensary, a store, a retail outlet, and and you've been to them, you get education from the people that are there, which is so important for the new customer. I don't doubt people would love to get delivery, but I don't buy into that the, you know, I think he's uh, speaking for too many people when he says the actual customer does not want to go to a dispensary. Uh, I'm an actual customer. I have no problem going to the dispensary. And I, I feel I'm fairly experienced with the uh, cannabis. So I, I don't think mm-hmm. he's speaking for everybody in that regard. There are some that would love it delivered, but I think there is a role for the dispensary and the stores and the knowledge that's out there. That definitely conflicts with what we've been hearing of people saying that they want to be able to touch it and to smell it and right. to handle it before purchasing. You can't do that when it comes in the pizza box. Yeah. 30 minutes or less. Uh, this interview has been uh, 30 minutes or less, so it, it's free now. Um, so thank you very much, David. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Of course, people can check out uh, okanaganz.com slash OZ. You can sign up for the email newsletter and read all the latest on cannabis news. Uh, thanks again, David. We'll do it next week. Great to talk to you, Dean. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. It's a blue. Be careful with that, man. Uh, is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> All right, in our uh, cannabis character today, we're uh, going with a character that was just recently eliminated from the Cannabis uh, Character Cup. Uh, Of course, you can find that on our website at cannabis101podcast.ca. Click on contest and you will find it. Uh, So we're we're going with Ted, uh, played by Seth MacFarlane, uh, voiced by Seth MacFarlane in Ted 1 and 2. Um, he, Ted was taken down by Jeff Spicoli in the Cannabis Character Cup, who is a number four seed. So, uh, fairly respectable to get to the third round, uh, especially for a bear. Uh, not a lot of animals, uh, made this, uh, I think Fritz the cat took a loss to Brian Griffin 
and then there was uh, Ted. So the Ted movies are uh, pretty funny. Um, they're very offensive, so be warned if you haven't watched them. If you're offended by Family Guy, do not watch uh, the Ted movies. Yeah, if you're not, then uh, you know dive in. Uh, so Ted is based on a bear that comes to life uh, with uh, John Bennett, who was the kid that was the bear's first owner. Uh, they grew up together, and the story is basically them partying uh, as adults, um, and they smoke a lot of weed. Their partying uh, basically uh, revolves around a bong most of the time. It doesn't sound very mellow. Well, he only had three other batches. Uh, Gorilla Panic, uh, They're Coming, They're Coming, and something called This Is Permanent. Come on, spark it up. There you go. You got it. <laughs> nice. Good, huh? Good job. Yeah. Take pride in that. Yeah, um, the the names in this these two movies are uh, you know the amount of names that they recite for different things is uh, pretty funny. Ted gets John into all kinds of situations. They meet their idol Flash Gordon in the first one. Uh, Ted gets kidnapped. Uh, they also fall in love and uh, they sit around smoking a lot of weed. Boom, boom. Let's all go to court. Boom, boom. Hey, you lawyer guys, you don't know me and Johnny are watching you while we're high. All right, uh, that is Ted, played by Seth MacFarlane in Ted 1 and 2, and that is our uh, cannabis character this week. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. Another edition of What's That Strain here on the Cannabis 101 podcast. And of course, I am joined as always by the store manager of the off-white location of Nova Cannabis and our educator, Chris Ionson. Chris, thanks so much for driving out to St. Albert once again, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And um, we're going to actually do something uh, with this segment that is going to involve the listener a little bit more. It's called What's That Strain? That's the segment. We want to know what's your strain. And here's how it works. You nominate a strain you would like us to review on what's that strain. Uh, not only will you have your strain reviewed, we're going to give you a Cannabis 101 podcast shopping spree at Chris's store. He'll be at your uh, ready to take you through and answer any questions uh, you have. And then you are going to be able to join us in studio when we do your strain. So that's what we're, uh, that's what we've got on the go for this and how you can get involved is email us at uh, cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com. That's cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what strain you would like us to review. Uh, are you ready for uh, an influx of uh, strain requests and uh, a shopping spree at, uh, at the uh, off-white location? Are you looking forward to this? I, I am. I'm ready and I'm pumped. Excellent. Uh, people can come in and uh, check it out. Uh, we'll uh, post it all on social media. So email us, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com and 
Tell us what your strain is. Now, the strain we're doing today, Chris, is a Tsunami. Uh, it's an Indica uh, from Hexocorp. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Hexo, who we have talked about in the past. Yeah, we have. Uh, they're a really awesome LP out of out of Quebec. Um, they started out as hydroapothecary on the medicinal side of cannabis uh, in 2013. Um, they currently have 1.8 million square feet of, uh, of production facilities uh, going in Ontario and Quebec. Um, and kind of did some research uh, on their website and stuff. And in my opinion, they're one of the, the cooler LPs. They do a lot of concerts and functions. Uh, I feel like they've got, got kind of a modern edge to their marketing. Uh, seems very cool. Uh, and one of the quotes on their website is, Hexo is for explorers, the never jaded, the always curious. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's almost like... Um um, you know, cannabis production is uh, less about uh, producing cannabis and more about a lifestyle um, that they want kind of everybody to uh, to live. And, and, you know, the one thing we should mention is uh, the Up Cannabis brand uh, associated with the Tragically Hip is uh, is under Hexo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, I was just watching a, a hip cover band in, in Vancouver and uh, that's ultimate Canadiana, and, and that's a, they're, they're a little bit of lifestyle too. So yeah. it sounds like they're they're not just about producing cannabis; they're about promoting the lifestyle of, as being a, a popular and positive one. Yeah, definitely. It does seem like both both Up and Hexo are kind of uh, angling towards the the lifestyle approach, which mm -hmm. which works for me. I, I like it. I like seeing it out there. No kidding. Uh, they have a ton of products too, don't they? Yeah, they've got over 50 products uh, available. Um, yeah, and uh, won a lot of awards too. Uh, just recently, they won uh, the Lifting Co. in 2018. They won the Product of the Year, the Innovation of the Year uh, for their Decarb Powder and their uh, Hexo uh, Elixir uh, Spray as mm -hmm. well. Uh, very innovative products. They've yeah, got. Uh, they uh, obviously are prepared for Season 2 as well. Um, uh, they, they have their edibles. They have their beverages, concentrates, and, and a partnership with a pretty strong brand uh, when it comes to beverages. Yeah, big time. Uh, so Hexo and Molson Coors partnered up, uh, and they formed uh, Trust Beverages. Uh, and so Trust is going to be coming around, uh, coming to the recreational cannabis stores in mid-December here of this year. Um, and I think it's going to turn out really well. Uh, I just feel like you partnering up with a you know a beer company like Molson Coors. They've been doing this for years. They know what they're doing. Uh, and then a, a company like Hexo, who's got this all this uh, cannabis background too, and kind of forming the two is is going to be quite the partnership. So you mentioned uh, awards earlier, and uh, that's always impressive. Uh, what's also impressive is when you have the Master Grower of the Year, uh, Agnes Kwasniewska. Uh, it's pretty impressive at the 2019 Grow Up Awards. When when you can say. Hey, you should try our product. We have the great, the best grower of the year. You know, that's the ultimate standard for your product as far as branding and advertising. That does it all. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like I feel like that's like the MVP award totally in like is. sports, though, right? You know, the master grower, the best master grower out there. I feel like that's the MVP of the league. You know. Yeah, you're you're producing. Uh, you know, your grower has uh, been nominated. So everything that Agnes has touched, yeah. uh, you know, comes out from the the master grower. So. Uh, the kind of the heart trophy winner right there yeah. uh, for growing. Uh, we should tell you that you can uh, check out a lot of different information at uh, www.hexo.com. And uh, tell us about this uh, little package that I'm holding. I'll try to put a picture out on our uh, Twitter account at the Cannabis 101. Uh, but this is kind of like an all-in-one package, right? It is, yeah. So that's, that's a Hexo-branded pack of papers. 
but what's unique about it is it comes with uh, papers, filter paper, as well as a, a grinder and kind of a little like rolling tray area. So you can pop it open and it, it's kind of like an all-in-one kit. That's all you need. Just add, add cannabis and you're good to roll joints. Okay. So do you uh, have this in your store? Uh, we don't have the Hexo brand one specifically in our store, but the company that makes them roll, sure. yeah. uh, we do sell them in our stores. Uh, and they're ideal for like, uh, if you're going hiking or camping, you don't want to bring your, you know, uh, heavy grinder. You just want to bring a little, a small little package. Uh, perfect for that. Awesome. So you can, uh, um, this is the Hexo branded one, but there are other ones, uh, just the generic ones that you guys uh, yeah. do have at, uh, at Nova Cannabis. All right. So the history of Tsunami. Uh, tell us of, about uh, where this uh, originally came from. Yeah, so Tsunami is uh, is actually Northern Lights, It's uh, which is one of the kind of more no notorious uh, Indicas. It's very kind of famous uh, and followed worldwide. Um, it originated in Seattle, Washington in the 1970s, uh, and their seeds made their way over to the Netherlands uh, by a breeder named uh, Neville Schoenmakers. And uh, he's actually been coined the king of cannabis. Yeah, that's not a bad nickname to have. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, when 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 anything starts with the king of. Yeah. That's pretty good. And and it's not like he threw this nickname on himself, right? Like you're not allowed to give yourself your own nickname. No. <laughs> he was given this nickname by pretty uh, good authority on cannabis. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the High Times Magazine in 1985 uh, gave him that name. Uh, because back then in 1985, the, uh, his company, so this uh, Neville Schoenmakers, he started the, the seed bank in the 80s. And uh, they were the first uh, seed company to actually sell seeds in the High Times magazine. Hmm. Uh, pretty innovative. because Pioneers, they, right? Yeah, pioneers, uh, big time. Trendsetters, I like that. Uh, I like when people are also taking risks. Um, this is, you know, back in the time where this wasn't obviously legal. So, yeah. um, you know, cannabis I'm talking about, so... I like uh, I like trendsetters. Um, so this strain in 1985 was commercialized. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, in 1985, when it, it went into the magazines and the high times, they were uh, selling uh, Northern Light seeds kind of all over, and it was a very hot selling item back then. Uh, and it's been a huge like landmark indica strain. Uh, Northern Lights number five is the most popular phenotype, mm -hmm. uh, and it won the Cannabis Cup in 1989, 1990, and 1992. All right, so more hardware for this uh, strain. Uh, you know, we're talking about Hexo having the master grower and, and this strain coming from Northern Lights being a, a cannabis cup winner. Impressive stuff. Uh, yeah. Good stuff for the resume again. Yeah. What are we talking about when we're looking at THC CBD? Yeah, so the batch that we've got here today, uh, the THC is 18.66% on the THC. So uh, I'd say that's in the, the mid to high range there. Uh, and the CBD came in at 0.3%. Okay, so this is... 18.6 it's probably getting uh, on the high end of the medium and and towards the low end of the high if, yep. if that makes any sense right so probably something that certainly not for the uh, beginner nope um, somebody that uh, has some experience and maybe ready uh, a good transition to uh, that that higher stage this would be maybe a good test out for yourself okay I like this and, and I'm ready to, uh, to explore a little bit more but somebody with some experience should be using this. This is not something somebody should be starting with. Yeah, I don't think a beginner should start with this strain. Uh, I think that the kind of high levels of anxiety might might form and paranoia mm -hmm. just with uh, just getting a little bit too ripped off off of that high level of a THC for a beginner. Okay, what's in a name uh, when we talk about tsunami or Northern Lights? 
Yeah, for sure. So uh, Tsunami was named uh, by Hexel and, and kind of what they mentioned was, uh, you know, when you talk about something that is massive and all-encompassing, uh, you call it a tsunami. And that's kind of what they're saying with, with this index strain too. It's massive and all-encompassing. It's a big, heavy indica uh, that will hit you like a tsunami. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. And then with the uh, the name Northern Lights, uh, kind of looking into that a bit and because uh, you know, it was originated in Seattle, so the northern part of the USA. Um, also... Uh, kind of mentioned that when you you know check out the northern lights in the sky uh it's usually a real peaceful and, and calming kind of uh environment and that kind of goes hand in hand with the strain northern lights it's a very relaxing strain all right we always like to explore uh the look of uh, the cannabis that we're speaking about and um when we talk about this uh, packaging it's uh, not overly excessive and uh, recyclable so pretty standard yeah yeah for sure um yeah, it's just uh, recyclable, but you can bring it back into the recreational cannabis stores too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, and I always suggest uh, when you get your cannabis, take it home, take a look at it, put it under a light, uh, explore it a little bit. Uh, what do you see when you put this under the microscope? For sure. Um, the first thing that you see is the small, dense, tight nugs that that, uh, that come with this, uh, this strain. Uh, we've got nice dark green leaves with, uh, with brown pistols. Um, but, uh, those, those small tight nugs, uh, when you grind them up, they just turn into big fluff, uh, mm. and, uh, it, it's perfect. Big yeah. and beautiful. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, terpenes. I know one of my favorites is coming up, so uh, <laughs> I know I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, for sure. So the, uh, the dominant terpene, uh, with, with it is uh, karyophyllene, um, which is your fave, uh, as well as myrcene. Uh, and then there's humulene and, and limonene in there as well. As Dean takes a hit. Very good, very good. How yeah. is this going to affect me later on tonight? Desired effect. <laughs> so the desired effect with uh, with uh, tsunami by Hexo, uh, it's a deep, heavy indica, very sedative and very relaxing. Uh, ample body effects. Uh, you'll definitely notice in a couple minutes here. Your body's going to feel nice and nice and tingly and great. Um, I found it to be a, a numbing high on the body with euphoric blast to the head. Uh, which is kind of nice uh, to have an indica that uh, still you know hits you in the head too. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a lazy and chill high, so don't plan to be productive. So uh, would you say couch lock? Yeah, couch lock is definitely that that associates well with the Northern Lights. Uh, uh, something to mention though, it, it's kind of a it's a a two hit and quit strain, so uh, you don't need a lot of it. Uh, so okay. you can put you know fill a fill a bong up, take a couple pulls on it, and that should be good. Um, you won't, you won't need much more, uh, but you should be prepared for the munchies afterwards. <laughs> okay. I, I will. I'll, uh, my wife is out right now. I'll message her to pick up some more chips or something like that for, uh, <laughs> later. So that, that's interesting to hit and quit. And, um, other, other, aside from getting an MC hammer song, uh, stuck in my head, that's a really good saying, easy to remember. I got the hexagon here from burnt, uh, packed with a bowl. I'll, I'll finish off that bowl and then. Then I'm good for a little while, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, you, I think that's what uh, a misconception. If you if you don't have any experience with cannabis, uh, it's not like uh, drinking a beer where you're taking a sip every three minutes or two minutes or 30 seconds for some people, right? It's yeah. have your hit, allow it to do its thing, and then revisit later. But, yeah. you know, low and slow is the kind of the saying that came out. It's, it's a lot. If you don't have an experience with cannabis, you're not pounding the bong every 30 seconds, right? No. 
You know, and that's why you very rarely you don't see a guy just smoking a whole joint. He's passing around with his buddies, but it's not something that you're continually hitting and two hit and quit. Other than the NCAA MC Hammer thing, that's uh, that's pretty good advice. Yeah. Uh, but coach lock, um, so people should realize, you know, don't plan to, to use this to, if you're uh, planning to clean the house or uh, you have things to do and to get done because you're probably going to end up just uh, staring up at the northern lights or something like this while you enjoy this. Yeah, you said it, Dean. All right, no no uh, big plans. Okay, taste test. Um, I, I there was a little bit of a, a little bit of a sweetness uh, to it, but yep. uh, uh, tell me about the dominant uh, taste that you're going to get from uh, tsunami. Yeah, the two primary tastes that you should get are, are earthy and piney. Uh, those are going to be kind of predominant there, uh, with hints of citrus and and sweet kind of. Yeah, not overpowering with the citrus and, yeah. and sweetness. Just a little bit on the kind of exhale, but uh, certainly you get that uh, that earthy, even that smell, like piney smell too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, this is tsunami. Uh, it's an indica from Hexo Corp. And uh, make sure if you're going to have this, you're going to be in a relaxed place, uh, probably be hanging out on the couch, maybe good to binge watch uh, some uh, Netflix or, or possibly, you know, like a later evening, you know, maybe a few hours before you go to bed, relax you for a good night's sleep, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, 9.30, 10 p.m. and on, uh, the tsunami is good for you. Yeah. Not 11 a.m. if you have a big day. <laughs> yeah, I know, unless you want to be taking naps all day. That's right. Maybe you have a big day of napping. You know? <laughs> like, I, I was proud to participate in National uh, Nap Day at one point uh, because I, I wanted to do my part. All right, Chris, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, people can obviously visit you the off-white location of Nova Cannabis, and I look forward to doing this next week. And... What's your strain? If you want to get involved, if you want Chris to help you out and you want him to review your strain, tell us what that is. Email us at thecannabis101 at gmail.com and you can get in on what's that strain. Thanks as always, Chris. Thanks for having me, Dean. Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. And uh, that is pretty much going to wrap things up for us uh, on this episode. I just want to remind you that if you want to get 50% off a kit from Lobo Genetics, Use the promo code CANNABIS101 when you check out. 50% off just for using the promo code. It's a great way to find out how cannabis affects you and how it can make you work better for you. Uh, work it in your favor. Big thanks to uh, Sam Gordashko, the business development manager of Lobo Genetics, for stopping by Podcast Alley to chalk, chat about this uh, amazing way to... Tailor cannabis perfectly to you. And as mentioned, use Cannabis 101 uh, in the promo code when checking out uh, to save 50% on a testing kit from Lobo Genetics. Uh, big thanks to Sam. Big thanks to David Wiley of, Okan of OkanaganZ.com slash OZ for joining me on This Week in Cannabis News. And of course, uh, Chris Ianson, as always, does a great job explaining strains in What's That Strain? We did Tsunami by Hexocorp, a really nice indica. Don't forget, 
you can get your strain reviewed here on the show. All you have to do is email us, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what strain you would like us to review. If you're chosen, you will not only hear that review, you can sit in on that review in studio with us, and also you'll receive a $100 shopping spree courtesy of us here at the Cannabis 101 podcast. Uh, We'll give you a shopping spree at Chris's off-white location of Nova Cannabis. So if you want to get in on that, email us at uh, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Next week, we will have some vape experts on. Our cannabis question was, are you scared to vape with everything going on? Uh, We will be joined uh, by some gentlemen from T-Vape to talk about what is happening down in the States and what will be happening here, and we'll explore vapes in uh, a little bit more detail. So really looking forward to that. Thanks so much once again to Sam Gordashko, the Business Development Manager at Lobo Genetics. 50% off at checkout by using the promo code CANNABIS101 to get your very own Lobo Genetics testing kit. Have yourself a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you again next Wednesday. And remember, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Mm-hmm.